Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast. We are more than midway through of Formula One testing 2024. Two of the three days done and dusted and plenty of things to speculate on and get excited about or not get excited about. But what I will say is Ferrari on top, championship back on. Yeah, you seem in a much better mood today than yesterday. Wonder, wonder what's changed. No idea. Carlos Sainz, 1 minute 29.9. Thank you very much. Cheers. Before we get into all of that, though, we have a five-star review in order to uh, share with you. This one comes in from Moustached Bicyclist in the USA. If you want yours to be read out, please leave us a five-star review. Let us know why it helps us massively if you enjoy this podcast. As an American struggling to find like-minded wheel wizards, I cannot recommend these two goobers strongly enough. <laughs> Goofy goobers. Not only will you feel absolutely plugged into your new favourite sport, you will feel as if you're old mates and simply the quiet one at the pub, grateful to be included in some waffle. Oh, you can have as much waffle as you want, moustached bicyclist. Thank you so much for that lovely five-star review. Uh, and it's funny as well that he says around uh, him being the quiet one. Uh, does he think you're loud? Is this what this is? He's the quiet one at the pub. I guess you the only way one, anyone's quieter than me is if they're literally listening and not saying a word. So, yeah, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, let's get into day two of testing then, shall we? Um, a mixed day for the team that I was celebrating at the top of the show, Ferrari, because not only, well, not only, they had Carlos Sainz going fastest, but it wasn't smooth sailing for my boy Charles Leclerc. Um, it looked okay. It looked fine through, you know, the start of the session. He was very much at the top of the timesheets. I'm getting all excited. Fantastic. Um, but the, the big on. talking point, exactly, the big talking point was, again, a drain cover. Now, these <laughs> How many things times? love, love to come un unattached, don't they? They love to just watch a bit of Formula One. Just every so often, just pop their heads up and go... Oh, this is great, isn't it? Look at these Formula One car. And then Charles Leclerc just goes and drives over it and it destroys his floor. Yeah, something we've seen uh, happen more on street circuits because, uh, you know, that's when you're going over like the normal drains that you have uh, on a on a road. So it's unusual. We have had it before. I want to say Portimao one time. I seem to remember them doing doing something. And yeah, it seems happens more often nowadays. Um I guess it is the extreme downforce of the new cars and it just like pops the drain cover off. Um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, not the greatest thing to happen and quite unusual for um, uh, Bahrain. Probably our fault that we spent yesterday going, well, you don't get many red flags because it's not Barcelona anymore. And then uh, the circuit decided to disintegrate. Well, just the drain cover. Yeah, thankfully the whole circuit didn't disintegrate. Um, <laughs> I did uh, find the whole method of them testing whether or not it was dangerous by um, stamping on things and seeing if they came, became dislodged. And uh, I do still wonder whether there is a um, slightly more aligned and uh, productive approach to figuring out whether drain hole covers and et cetera are going to come loose than just someone kicking things and going, yeah, well, you know that. That kind of move, that didn't, you know, and there's people going around stamping things. That is not replicating anywhere near the amount of suction that a Formula One car uh, can produce. No, surely so, not. Uh, was that be a, a, a sarcasm? <laughs> Me, never. No, just, yeah, no, kicking, not. kicking a drain cover um, is hilarious, isn't it? Yeah, like, oh, this will replicate, yeah, Formula One car's downforce. 
No. So you do wonder whether there is a suction machine that needs to be deployed uh, when when things like this go wrong, just to check whether things will then become dislodged again. But thankfully, they went and checked everything. They made the right decision. They stopped the session and they did not resume it until the afternoon, although they did resume it earlier by an hour. So we didn't lose a massive amount of time in terms of running time. I think it was maybe about half an hour to 40 minutes, perhaps, uh, that we lost uh, to the depth of the whole day. Um, so that was good from Formula One, I think, to, to add the time on when they can. They can just, you know, plonk it on. It doesn't really matter. It's just lunchtime, isn't it? So, uh, so yes, so that was that. Uh, unfortunately for Charles Leclerc, as I say, that, that his day was ending. But then at the same time, kind of got away with it just purely because no one else did running in that period of time that he would have been out on track as well. Um, but as I said, positives as well for Ferrari. Carlos Sainz, I know he was on the C4 tyre. But it was earlier than when um, Sergio Perez put in that 30.6 on the mediums. So it would have been hotter. And of course, as the track cools down, as the sun goes down and nighttime approaches, that's when the track becomes so much easier to set faster lap times. Um, so I'm, I'm saying that Carlos Sainz is four seconds clear of everyone else, basically, is what, I, is what I've deduced from all <laughs> of this. Yeah, very mixed day for Ferrari to have the, you know, the drain cover problem before we move on to Sainz. Like... As if it's hit a Ferrari again, by the way. Like, just, you couldn't make it up. Had to be a Ferrari. And, of course, Hamilton, on his way to Ferrari, was the one that started it in the first place. Shocking. Um, so the, the Ferrari luck is already sort of uh, hitting Hamilton. One thing that was quite funny that I saw, um, I say funny, um, just like a strange thing, is that um, Carlos Sainz was actually stood at that corner um, watching a bit of testing. And... Uh, basically could see it happen before his eyes. He was stood right at that point, saw um, Hamilton hit the drain cover, and as he was telling a marshal, you need to yellow flag this, Leclerc ran over it. So he was literally like five seconds away from saving Leclerc and Ferrari's floor. Um, but alas, he was too late, but then went out himself and yeah, put a very, very good lap time in um, and we'll all hype Ferrari... Uh, just like we did with Max yesterday, you know, so far clear, championship yep. over. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Uh, question from Musto Man one Will Ferrari win all 24 <laughs> races in 2024? I promise Musto Man is not my burner account. Um, I, I still have very little belief that um, we're going to uh, have Ferrari at the front in terms of ahead of Red Bull. I think it's promising from a one-lap um, perspective that Ferrari still have that speed. And they have spoken about how the drivability has improved, which should in turn help their long run pace and their tyre degradation uh, more importantly. Um, but I think it seems, as F1 testing times don't matter, but from you know the perspective that's going on here, it seems like Ferrari do have a good car over one lap still. You just watch their onboard. It looks very silky smooth when, when they're clearly on a little bit less fuel and on a slightly grippier tyre. It looks like it behaves quite predictably, just like the Red Bull does. Um, so that gives me a tiny bit of hope that Ferrari have not lost any time compared to last year. And uh, just perhaps they might have gained some and get more than one victory this year. <laughs> yeah, we don't know about tyre wear yet, which has been their, their main problem with, with the race pace and stuff. But I don't think it would be any surprise if Ferrari looked very quick again. They had a very quick car last year. Um, they were just... You know, they didn't have the race pace because of uh, them cooking their tyres. Um, but yeah, it's, it's looking promising for for Ferrari. 
but of course, like you say, they are on a better tyre. Um, but of course, we can't look too much into lap times, can we? Uh, that being no, said, we can't. that that being said, you you can you kind of get get a little bit of an idea uh, in the fact that like. If you look at the front it is ferrari red bull mercedes mclaren sort of like at the front and then at the back is your your hasses uh six seconds and seven seconds off the pace which i don't think they'll be that bad um he says i hope not for their sake because well, they won't yeah, actually qualify be allowed for to, the race yeah they won't be allowed to race with the 107 percent rule so yeah fingers crossed they're not not that bad but you do get uh it does seem like the kind of usual suspects are going to be at the front and Ferrari will be one of them. Next question, Sam Dougie Douglas. Have Ferrari got rid of the wrong driver? And it was a smiley face and a fishing rod emoji, <laughs> which, um, you know, Sam Dougie Douglas, I know, is a very avid Twitch uh, watcher, so I know that this is done in jest. Um, but uh, what I will say is that, you know, Charles Leclerc, much hotter condition, C3 tyre, had his floor destroyed by a, uh, by a drain cover. So realistically... The odds were stacked against him. But I will say that Carlos Sainz has been driving very well by the looks of things, you know, looking very confident in the car. And and of course, as well, in those afternoon sessions, you can drive quite a bit better, as I said about the, the, the track conditions and whatnot. But they're just running through the processes right now. And look, I think Ferrari are quietly confident that they could at least be challenging for second in the championship, if not maybe <laughs> the odd win. Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, it, it, hasn't, target, it yeah. hasn't been a disaster They've put in the miles. They haven't messed up a pit stop as far as I'm aware. It looks like the ship is steady at the moment. Yeah, I know this this question is, of course, uh, in jest, but um, for all the people that will take it seriously, you, know, you can't <laughs> determine uh, between two drivers from completely different sessions. You know, I would be amazed if Kevin Magnussen, for example, was a second faster than Nico Hulkenberg this year. Um, based on testing, but hey, maybe testing times do matter after all. And uh, Carlos uh, yeah, and will Yuki be Sonoda the is eight point one seconds and off the pace. Yeah, absolutely awful. Um, but yeah, we, we've said this. We've we've had this discussion on our, um, you know, Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari. Obviously, it's an incredibly exciting thing to happen. Um, and Carlos is really unfortunate that. It's only really Verstappen or Hamilton that could have got him out of that seat. He's, he did a fantastic job. Um, he's quite an underrated driver, really consistent, um, and does a good job. And I think <laughs> if you actually put the the fact that it's Lewis Hamilton taking his seat and take that out of the equation, you could argue it's probably one of the most unfair dismissals of a driver ever in Formula One because he's done a really good job and doesn't deserve to lose his seat. But alas, you know, when a seven-time world champion comes knocking and can increase their stock by four billion or whatever it is, um, sadly, Carlos is the one that has to pay the price for that. Not quite four billion. Um, that was, uh, you know, obviously an estimate there and we we do not reflect the, the current stock prices. Um, but what... Uh... <laughs> What I will obviously uh, caveat that with is that Carlos technically didn't lose his seat, that he was the end of his contract and, you know, he can go Not wherever renewed, he wants yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah, so, he wanted know, to carry people, on though, didn't he? Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. It's more that the emotion was there to want to carry on, but you, you can't ignore a Lewis Hamilton DM, that's for sure. 
This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated French Open in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May the 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Question from Mapelli Filippo. Is Perez speaking with Toto and Carlos Senior speaking with the Red Bull higher-ups a sign that the top three teams might switch the drivers between them? Oh, Mapelli Filippo. For all we know, those conversations could have been, are you having the pasta or are you having the fish and chips for lunch? Like, you can, you can only take this stuff even, even less amount pinch of salt than Formula One testing times, I would say, is people speaking to each other in the paddock. Uh, I think that Perez going to Mercedes is, I mean, what, why would, why? No, Mercedes would never sign Perez. That would be the, that would, that would just be the weirdest decision in my opinion uh, for Mercedes uh, to make. And then Carlos Senior speaking with Red Bull. Again, they, they've known each other for a long time. Carlos used to race at Red Bull. So they, there are connections there. So again, this I don't think This person saying can... that Carlos Senior is going to Red Bull, yeah. Not that, I mean, he is a very good driver and could <laughs> well Dakar. perform very well. So, you know, he can wrestle a car, that's for sure. But um, but yeah, that that is typical Formula One testing, like rumour of rumours is when people start talking to each other. Yeah, and, and there, there's so many, uh, you know, Perez has probably spoken to Toto Wolf a thousand times in the paddock over the last few years. But now because the seat's free, the photographers know exactly what they're doing when they're capturing that image of, of them going together going, oh, this is interesting. Like you say, Carlos, uh, Carlos Sainz Sr. is a Red Bull athlete. Carlos Jr., of course, used to, he knows those guys really well. So he'll be having a conversation. Um they do have talks like that, uh, and it does happen. Um, whether they do it in an open paddock, if it was that uh, th- that much going yeah, into these secret, details, yeah. um, then they wouldn't. Uh, but yeah, like I, I don't think it's I don't think it's out of the question that Carlos uh, could go to Red Bull um, personally. But um, just because they're having a chat doesn't mean it's like science still delivered. Oh my God, it's definitely happening. Yeah, I think Carlos is definitely a bigger shout in this position than Perez to Mercedes. I can't quite see that one uh, at all. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the thing as well. Like having conversations about seats is probably something that happens much more than we as fans would ever anticipate. I'm sure they're all just talking about who's going to go where and what's available. Yeah, we and know all, loads fancy of drivers' of me, contracts you know, are out, so they, exactly. they have to go sort of test the water a bit around as well and exactly. stuff. So. Just a little bit of flirting, you know. Hey, you know, you <laughs> hey, see available. Me. You know, I said fastest lap once, you know, sort of thing. So, so yeah, uh, I think there are conversations, but it's probably been taken slightly out of uh, context. Uh, Grookey for Smash comes in with, do you think that Red Bull will be concerned about the reliability of their car? No. Um, Perez obviously had a, a few problems uh, with his brakes. 
um, in the morning session and then had a, another problem um, in the afternoon as well, didn't he? Which um, halted his running slightly. But if you actually look at the mileage, he still managed to do 129 laps, which was the most so uh, of the solo drivers uh, for the day. And not far off, I don't think, the, the top combined uh, laps of the day. I think Ferrari maybe were up there the most with 138. But there's not really a team that's doing an outrageous amount more than other teams that kind of stand out. But it's it's teething issues. Red Bull are usually absolutely bulletproof. Max had one of the cleanest, most beautiful day ones of Formula One testing ever. So I'm sure Red Bull aren't too concerned about that. I think they'll be concerned to a point that the cars had some slight issues, of course. it. I'm surprised, to be honest, that Max didn't have any issues, but maybe uh, now I've said that out loud, people will be like, oh, of course Max never has any issues. Uh, but because... Yeah, Red Bull favour Max, yeah, they, they, they give him more calling. <laughs> but with a, new, with a new car, there's always going to be those problems, and I'm not, not for a second saying that Red Bull are going to break down in every single race, but... There, but, you know, but maybe. Uh, you know, Adrian Newey has you know made cars in the past that are incredibly quick. We've seen that. I think that we didn't mention it yesterday, but the the picture that did the sorry the video that did the rounds of GP sort of laughing when Max uh, <laughs> went a second quicker. Uh, we don't know the context. Maybe Max just said something funny on the radio. Maybe it was exactly. I, I've got I, another four seconds in me, um, but. Uh, we don't know, but Adrian Newey has built cars before that are fast but fragile, and he's gone for a very radically different car that yeah. has extreme, um, you know, side pods and things, and might not be able to cool as much as normal. So maybe there will be a little, little bit, bit more reliability problems than before, like that they've taken. You're telling me there's a chance. So yeah, you never, you can never say never. I mean, start of twenty twenty two, they were very quick, but both cars broke down in the first first race. Um, so yeah, like I think there will be slight concern, but it's not like it's not like a Williams uh, yesterday where Albon uh, had a problem and then it kind of ruined his whole day. I think Perez got out quite quickly af- after the second issue he did um so yeah that it's teething problems it's not it's not as bad as i think it's 2014 when they first got the hybrid uh, and red bull barely set a lap did they their car kept Mm. breaking down and there was so many uh engine and turbo issues but yeah it's not not that that uh bad but um they're probably a bit maybe just kind of oh it's not this f1's not as easy as we thought maybe just Maybe a little, no chance. little bit of thinking. Oh, but. no, we'll have to try a bit harder. Uh, I, but maybe if tomorrow... Turn the engine tomorrow down. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> still be quick. Uh, I think if, if tomorrow they are riddled with problems, that's when perhaps we do start to talk about whether Red Bull have a fast but fragile car and, and perhaps, as you say, this radical design. We've questioned it as absolute technical gurus around the cooling of the car and this, that and the other. Um, there are obviously massive sort of air vent things around yeah, the, it's the sort to cool of halo and, isn't it? and whatever. But but yeah, I, I I think that Adrian knew he's cooking. I don't think he's cooking the car too much at this stage. But look, if tomorrow Max Verstappen comes to a halt, you best believe the media's all over that and championships on and Ferrari are going to win. So um, <laughs> I will jump on that almost immediately. 
Uh, and that is pretty much everything, I believe, uh, Tom Belling. Obviously, Verstappen, Albon and Russell uh, were the three drivers not to take part. I will say that there it was a, a momentous occasion for Formula One that w- uh, at one point during F1 testing, Logan Sargent went fastest by three and a half seconds. And I missed it. I thought that was, yeah, that was quite a big thing. I'd say that RB again looked quite good in the hands of Daniel Ricciardo uh, in, in P5. McLaren actually worth mentioning as well before we go around uh, some problems that they've been having with Lando's car um, today, which actually, if you look at McLaren, they're probably one of the losers of today with 87 laps fully completed. It's not a, not a, an absolute um, massive dilemma, but it's, it's, it's noticeable that they didn't manage to do as much running uh, as they wanted today. Uh, Williams did... 117 with Logan. So yeah, a fair a fair chunk of laps. But um yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it, Tommy? What are your final thoughts? Uh final thoughts are it's drive to survive tomorrow as well. Um which is, Ooh, yes, uh, it is. something to look forward to. Probably gonna binge watch <laughs> of both. Yeah. I'll be the SpongeBob meme whereas eyes are like facing in different directions watching <laughs> testing and um DTS, but that's something to look forward to as well. And then yeah, like one more day of testing and then the next thing on track will be when it, I say when it really matters, FP1, but you know what I mean. Practice. Exactly. Practice on Thursday, everybody. Do not yes, forget, practice is forget. on Thursday. Race. Qualifying is on Friday, and the race is on Saturday. All right? We will see you there. P1 Live Show tickets still available. Cambridge, Bath, and London. Links are on, on all of our good social medias, as well as on YouTube. Be sure to not miss out on that. Uh, the 11th, the 12th, and the 14th of April. Right, we'll see you tomorrow. Be sure to join us on Twitch. If you don't already, we're uh, we're live from the second the cars roll out at 7 a.m. UK time, and we'll be there for all of the morning probably, and then we'll be binge-watching DTS and then doing all of the other content that you love from us. So very busy times, but we're loving it. Great to have F1 back, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye! Make sure you follow us on all of our socials. We're Matt P1 Tommy on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, and Instagram. You can also sign up to our Patreon at the link in the episode notes for ad-free episodes, full video interviews, and extra bonus episodes for as little as $5 a month. Finally, make sure you're following us on Spotify. See you soon. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.